Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. So you're Mr. Claude. Pleased to meet you. My name is Regis, and I am mayor of this village. Yes, I am Claude. I was told that you saved Rena in the Shingo Forest. I'm very grateful. Oh, it was nothing. Rena told me that you're in the middle of a journey. Well, I wouldn't use such a grandiose word, but... To where are you traveling? The Kingdom of Cross, or perhaps the Continent of Lacor? Um, well, I don't really... You don't know where you are, and you are not clear on your destination. Quite a strange traveler, I must say. What are you trying to say? At the risk of being rude, I must say that you're lying, Mr. Claude. You are no simple traveler. If I am no traveler, then who am I? A man from another world, the warrior of legend. You are merely disguising yourself as a traveler to spy upon the world. Am I wrong? Are you not the warrior who has come to save us? What? Hang on just a minute here. On what grounds do you say that? As for grounds, I can cite our local legends, which has been passed down through the ages. They say when this land expelled is threatened with a menace and the people are suffering, a warrior wearing alien remnants shall appear. He shall carry a sword of light and save the people. You wear alien remnants and carry a sword of light? Do we need further proof? I don't have anything like that sword of light. Well, that was... Hmm... I understand about the Sword of Light. It's not exactly a Sword of Light, but I do have such a weapon. But that does not make me some sort of warrior. This must be some sort of mistake. Because I'm I'm really not the warrior. I have no such power. In the first place, I don't really know what's happening. And for you to suddenly ask me to help you... They are not occurring in this village. Disasters are occurring throughout the world. You really don't know, I see. Let me explain. It started three months ago.
Class is back in session, and this week I'm joined by guest professor of Oceanic Astrology, host, co-host, and co-runner of many things, including the PlayStation Trophy Room podcast, Best Friends Talk Funny, Kinda NYC, Dollar Slice Pod, and Platform Agnostic, the wonderful Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How's it going, Kyle? Scott, I'm not going to lie. That was probably the best intro thing I've ever done. That was amazing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) It's fun. It's yeah. something different. It's not, sure. hey, what's up, everybody? This mm-hmm. is blah blah blah. I like to do things, yeah. keep it a little fun. Plus, it makes for a really fun uh, little announcement video. So I enjoy these. They're fun. Yeah. I, I always wanted to uh, feel like a voice actor, <laughs> and this is probably the closest that I'm ever going to get to it. So, yeah, that was There great. you go. <laughs> there you go. It's great times. And you'll, uh, yeah, we'll have another one. I have another one special planned for this upcoming weekend or the past the final fantasy 7 special episode which will have already aired by the time this is going live nice so look forward to that or go listen to it but yes this time we are talking all about <coughs> excuse me star ocean the second story or second evolution as it was known in the psp remaster first off with the year of release the game initially came out on the playstation in japan back in july 30th 1998 North America came out here on May 31st of 1999, and Europe got it April 12th of the year 2000. PSP also saw a remake, kind of remaster, and Japan got that on my birthday, April 2nd of 2008. North America got it January 19th of 2009. Australia, February 12th, 2009, and Europe, February 13th, 2009. Some other notable releases that you may have been playing. We're, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation version uh, in terms of the, the year it was released. But other things that came out in the year 1999 that you may have been playing to get your mind back in those uh, the time frame was Final Fantasy VIII came out. Junctioning monsters in quite, quite a divisive series. Uh, an entry in the series, I should say. One of my Silent favorites. Hill. Yes, I actually just finished my single character platinum playthrough of it. Um, Yeah, played through and got the platinum trophy (coughs) beginning to end using only a single character alive. It's a good time. It was a good time. Uh, Silent Hill came out and showed that Resident Evil wasn't the only really good uh, scary game uh, horror title on video game platforms. Donkey Kong 64 came out and gave us a lot of us the expansion pack that came bundled in. This little little game called Super Smash Brothers came out. I don't know if you've heard of it, Kyle. It, it doesn't have lasting power. I don't. I don't see yeah. it being around too yeah. much longer. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like a one-off or something. I yeah. really can't remember too much about it. There were some weird commercials in like a, a flower field, from what I recall. Yeah, but definitely not weird. everyone is here. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Chrono Cross came out, the spiritual successor, kind of pseudo-sequel to Chrono Trigger. Uh, also a very good RPG by Square. How how uh, topical that we're talking about this, because Resident Evil yeah. 3 Nemesis also came out in the year 1999, which has just received a uh, its own remake, mm-hmm. so that's very cool. And EverQuest, the MMO behemoth of the late 90s. So, so first off, did you play i know you mentioned final fantasy 8 is one of your favorite did yeah. you play any of these other games kyle uh so i was a a playstation boy still am my entire life um so i never got a n64 so i missed out on dk 
and uh, I played Smash, of course, when I went over to friends' houses. But um, add a, and definitely not a, a spooky gamer myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to fix that with the remake of three, though. Uh, Chrono Cross is definitely something I picked up, um, just because this is the time where I was first introduced to RPGs, and I wanted to mm-hmm. just play as many as possible. Um, after missing out for so many years when I was younger. Um, so, yeah, I picked up Chrono Cross. I don't think I ever got super <laughs> far into it, but I, I remember uh, visually it was pretty cool. Um, I, the the battle system was interesting. Didn't it have, like, titles or something? I'm trying yeah, to it was... Yeah. It was, it was a bit of a strange one. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I, that is also something, like, I try to jump in without ever playing Chrono Trigger completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still don't know how they kind of cross over. They're just kind of like in, in the same universe, but never really connect. But uh, Right. You kind of get hints or teases of one of the characters oh, from okay. Trigger, uh, Luca. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it's uh, it's not a very direct... Like, it's not a huge direct sequel to it. Yeah, but. yeah it's, it's one of those that I want to go back and play even though yeah. like it's probably super Same. hard to make it happen because <laughs> i don't know it, even how to make to find a copy <laughs> yeah chrono cross was a <coughs> for me as well one of those games i tried to get into before i was like really big into rpgs mm-hmm. so it's i i want to revisit it as well mm-hmm. but we are here to talk about a little game called star ocean the second story second oh, evolution yes. now tile which version of this game did you play uh, I played the uh, the original uh, release on PS1. Um, that was my uh, my first introduction to Star Wars and just in general. Um, and I remember seeing a preview of it in... Do you remember the old uh, PlayStation magazine called PSM? I do. I remember seeing a preview of it in that... Epi- that oh, God, I said episode for magazine. That's how old I am. <laughs> um in that magazine for that month and i was like oh this looks super cool i like the art style um again it was kind of when i was first getting into rpgs after playing uh final fantasy 7 being my entry point to the whole thing and just kind of like i need to get this game as uh, in any way shape or form like i i need to make sure i play it and i remember going to uh to toys r us back when they had the the slips of paper yeah yeah, I, for pre-orders. I remember, yeah, I remember finding it and like, yep, this is mine. Go to the counter, just, and then go home and proceeding to play it through like five, six times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, did you ever also play the PSP version? Uh, I so I did uh, when I had a PSP for a short time, um, and then I I never got too far into it because my PSP broke, and I didn't have enough money to. Uh, pick up a new one to finish it. That's why I'm so like, I'm so happy we got the first one back, like mm-hmm. on Switch and PS4. And I'm hoping they release uh, this one outside of Japan because I'm pretty sure Japan has it. Yeah. So like that is that is my most anticipated announcement, no matter when it happens, because I I've been meaning to, I've been wanting to just go back and replay it because it holds such a special place in my heart. Hmm. Yeah. I'm. I can't imagine they would just not release Star Ocean 2 again yeah. on Switch and PS4 when it's literally the only one you can't play right now yes, on PS4. Exactly. <laughs> it just It's the Final Fantasy the... 8 of Star Ocean. <laughs> right. Right. 
uh and first departure in r i really enjoyed yeah uh i played through that last year i loved the the new art it was definitely interesting but it was great revisiting that so i would love to go back and revisit this as well mm-hmm. for myself i got started um with the playstation version as well and i remember how i got my copy was one of my friends right down the street she needed help redecorating when we were over there hanging out or something and her family had just they had bought a playstation and then just a bunch of games Mm. for no reason just to have games and i noticed that they still and this was years later they still had a sealed copy of star ocean the second story (laughs) and i was like hey can i borrow this it's like still sealed and and she was just like yeah go ahead you can have it i mean we just had it and it's just been sitting there it's like seriously that's awesome so yeah that's how i got my copy of uh star ocean second story and playing through it it was <coughs> it was before my time because i'm a big fan of action rpgs now thanks in no small part to the tales franchise mm-hmm. so this was before i had really gotten into the whole action rpg space so this was not one of my first but it was one of the ones that really stuck out to me mm-hmm. um that I, I really enjoyed. I loved all the characters, the zany characters, like Ashton with the dragons. Yeah. And, and Claude and being able to pick two different routes. But we'll get into more of that in our full-on discussion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is how I got introduced to the Ocean of Stars. Yeah. So, so, but perfect segue. Let's talk about kind of our experience and times with this game. Now, Kyle, mm-hmm. you... You've said you've mentioned you have played this a bunch. Do you remember kind of what your first party was or like who are the characters you find yourself really gravitating towards that you always have to have in your party for a playthrough? Uh so it's I was trying to think about this cuz it's been such a long time since I played. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember going through the first one and beating it kind of like where with the characters you run into like there <laughs> there's no like if you don't seek out these optional characters, yeah. you you do end up with a pretty cool party. But I remember making it all the way through, and then finding out uh, when I picked up the strategy guide after I beat it, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's a guy with dragons attached to his shoulders! <laughs> Holy crap! I need to go replay it and get him." And uh, easily from that point on, like I always had to go have Ashen in, in my party. It, it's just a such a ridiculous uh, premise mm-hmm. for a character. Like, he's going to slay this dragon, and you're standing there cheering him on, and you end up, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, distracting him to the point where mm-hmm. he turns around and he's like, hey, stop talking. I'm, I'm working here, pretty much. And then the dragon attacks him, and the next thing you know, they're just attached to him. They're, like, bonded mm-hmm. together. And uh, those dragons are super silly, and Ashton is so, uh, he, he was so stoic. And, and like very all on business and he has to learn how to live with these dragons um he's easily one of my favorite characters and i also love just i think this is the first game rpg for me where you can like pick your main character yeah uh, which was awesome but and i both i love rena and claude both equally but i i tend to go the claude route because i like his whole origin of the character um mm-hmm. yeah yeah um ashton was a great one i also really liked celine the yeah. the 
powerful mage. Um, she was really cool. Um, but like you had mentioned, being able, this was one of this game. You could, for those that don't know, you could either pick to follow uh, the story through the eyes of Claude C. Kenny, who was the son of the hero from the first Star Ocean, or Rena Landford, who Claude meets up with on this planet. So you can kind of you can pick either or to follow the story, mm-hmm. and their paths. Well, the basic premise is fairly similar. You will see things and events from two very different angles. Yeah, which I really appreciate and. I would say to get the full Star Ocean 2 experience, you definitely need do need and is worth to play through both campaigns. Absolutely. Yeah, not not to mention that it has like a ridiculous number of endings. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know the exact number, but when I was younger, I remember telling my friends like, oh, it's got like 40 plus endings, um, which I don't know if that's true anymore. My memory is hazy, <laughs> but it's, it's a lot, especially because of the way your party is made up. And if you choose... You choose Ashton, you you, you mm-hmm. get blocked out from, I believe it's Opera. Um, yeah. So, like, there there are some characters if you... 91 get, endings. 91? Yeah, because oh, there are 14 God. characters and the cam- combination of the 14 and the arrangements of two between the two. So, that would make, like, 91 okay. or so endings. That's way higher than I remember. <laughs> it's way more daunting, I guess. Um but yeah, the, the fe- eat your heart out near automata. <laughs> you can't buy uh, trophies in this one, uh, like yeah. in here. But um, yeah, I just re- remember knowing like you can get blocked out of characters, and that affects the ending. So I'm like, oh man, there's a lot here. Hmm. That was one thing when with my first playthrough, I got some characters, but you didn't get others. And it's like, wait. <laughs> In the instruction book, it says I can get all these characters, yep. but that I where where'd they go? Little did I know that you can only have a set number of characters, and if you pick one, it locks out a different one, and vice versa. And then you get to a point in the game where that's your party; you just you're gone. Yeah, you leave, and it was uh, like Bowman. I remember Bowman. I just never got in my my initial oh, playthrough. Yeah, I always end up, ended up with uh, Precious. Yeah. I think that's how you say your name. It's been a while. Um, yeah, we'll go with it. It's P-R-E-C-I-S, yeah. so or sounds Precious, good. Precious, Precious. Um, and, yeah, there are, there, there are another two characters that I vividly remember. Um, <coughs> uh, I believe uh, Bowman's wife is sick, uh, I mm-hmm. think, and you have to go and find the medicine and, and go through a dungeon. And just remember him being, like, super... Uh, an up close fighter, kind of like Zell from FF8, very much. Yeah, he has like gauntlets or something yeah. he punches things with. Yeah, and uh, his uh, daughter Precious is, you know, she reminds me of Gage from Borderlands, where she's got like a uh, like a mech attached to her, and that's how she attacks. Mm-hmm. And they're both melee, they're both fighters, but Bowman is super close, and, and Precious can be like a little farther back. So just having the different. Um, fighting styles between the characters and knowing if you want to go this route with your party um then you obviously might have to miss out on some of these characters if you want to get like a certain party makeup which is way too deep for young kyle to to figure (laughs) out (laughs) i was like i just want the cool characters and not until i was older 
Uh, mm-hmm. When I went to go back, I was like, oh, this will make it a whole lot easier if I get this character instead of this one. Yeah, and kind of playing off that same idea, when I was playing, when I was younger, I didn't do any of like the crafting or any of those super mm-hmm. talents and stuff. So it's like, whatever, I'm just going to, whatever, I don't care about that. Yeah. But especially having last year played through First Departure R on my PS4 and realizing just how incredibly powerful and the craziness you can do with those... Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to go back and replay and really focus a lot on the talents and leveling all those up yeah. and really investing time into it. Also, it's it's weirdly fun to try to, like, cook and, and see what mm-hmm. happens when, when you add all these ingredients together. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I it's very relaxing to me, uh, just yeah. combining these ingredients. And they're, it's really hands-off. You just combine them and cook it and something happens. But just yeah. like seeing, seeing what will come out of it was pretty cool, as mm-hmm. well as like finding items with like a question mark, and and then having to have the skill of like identifying them, mm-hmm. and then like either being super super happy or just being bummed out like it's just a rock, like yeah. it was always it was a mystery. It was loot boxes. It was gotcha boxes. before yeah. gotchas were a th- like Absolutely. a big thing. Yeah. Well, in the states anyway. Mm-hmm. This is <coughs> I love the the combat in this. Oh, it's, for sure. We had mentioned it. It takes place it's a random encounter, but the encounters are randomized. You don't see them on the map or anything, but you will be taken to a field and then for most intended purposes you can run around it freely and attack. Um you press a button, you do an attack. Um yeah, and this was uh, just, shoulder buttons it was just for, for like special fun. attacks. Yeah. It was such a breath of fresh air from a very turn-based heavy environment at the time. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was the thing, turn-based combat. And Star Ocean was a very nice break from that and playing it for the first time I was like, "Whoa, this is really cool." Mhm. Yeah, for sure. Uh ha- being able to like freely just move your character around the battlefield. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, pun intended, super freeing for an RPG after playing Final Fantasy VII and, and being stuck in that straight line um, and just hitting attack over and over again or magic. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that like some enemies you have to go behind and hit because like if you're hitting them face-to-face, it's not going to do any damage. You have to like flank them and attack from behind. Like mm-hmm. That was just unlocking little Kyle's brain to like think strategically. <laughs> like as I keep playing, um, it's awesome. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm mm-hmm. kind of happy. Like RPGs today are kind of going the same route. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I very much appreciate. And I think visually this game outside of kind of the magic spells, which incorporate more 3d elements, the sprite art in this game is solid. Yeah. Like, it still looks good. Absolutely. Yeah, it looks good and it sounds great still. Yes. Music's yes. awesome. Fantastic, fantastic soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of my things I think that pixel art, like really good sprite work and pixel art will always look good, whereas old 3D doesn't age well. Like 3D stuff does not age well. Yeah. Yeah. But look at things like Star Ocean, like your Final Fantasy VI, things like that. 
pixel art, like really good pixel art, will always look good, in my opinion. Oh yeah, absolutely. It it is um like the sticker quality of like old school games or games in general. Mm-hmm. Like they they'll it will never really age in a way that it's displeasing to look at. Yeah. That's the strength of stylized art. Mm-hmm. And I think stylized, even stylized 3D games like Cell... I think that's why cel-shaded games look better. Oh, yeah. And still can look really good today because it is stylized. But when you... The aging of attempted realism or mm-hmm. those sorts of things just doesn't doesn't age as well. But Yeah, for <clears throat> sure. Oh, so what were... Which per which storyline would you say you prefer? I know you mentioned that you you usually tend to go Claude yeah. route. Is that your favorite? Uh yeah, Claude is is my favorite just because of his um his origin story of being the father of uh uh Vincent not Vincent, right? Ronix. Ronix, thank you. Don't know where Vincent came from. Um Ronix of the first game and them being like this very much like Star Trek space crew where they're going around mm-hmm. and just kind of making sure everything in, in space is, <laughs> is running fully and being everyone's being safe and not starting crap. Um, and then to the point they land on this planet and they got this weird signal and uh, Claude gets transported and he's still just a kid um, and he needs to follow the rules of like don't meddle in, um, you know, the, the planet's mm-hmm. uh, doings. Don't show off technology because they are not as developed to um, what we are. And I just love I just love that whole vibe of any type of media that does that kind of stuff. Like, I, I think that's kind of cool. Um, and then to be able to, to play it through and um just seeing claude's journey of how like yeah he opens up a little bit and he still misses home but he also loves all these people that he he runs into and mm-hmm. uh, kind of like does he go back does he stay like yeah i i, I kind of, he's the one that i i enjoy the most but i also just love reina you know just going out and seeing more of the world like that's kind of like a typical rpg thing but <laughs> mm-hmm. it is it's super enjoyable um to see this blue-haired girl just you know kicking ass and going out and doing things yeah it i did like claude's kind of struggle to get out from underneath his father's shadow and be accepted by people for who he is and not necessarily just the son of this famed hero uh from the first game it's a very strong story but like you said rena's angle being from seeing so much from uh, a new perspective and finding out that there are there's life elsewhere and this crazy crazy adventure she gets swept up swept up on mm-hmm. um, is equally as endearing absolutely and 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 I loved it yeah it's just so good man it really is there's so many good things of this series and it's it makes me sad to see like where the last how the last game turned out oh yeah i 100 percent went and picked it up like day one and came home it yeah like, hey, it's it just doesn't feel it's, the same no it's so short yeah and yeah but yeah and 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 something else that i, I wanted to touch on as to why yeah. this game is so awesome and kind of blew my mind as a kid 
uh, were these things called private actions. Like, yes. It was kind of, if you don't know what that is, I kind of think of it, and, and stay with me here, folks, uh, Mass Effect 2, like, loyalty missions, kind of like where you are, like, putting time into one character to get to know them and boost their relationship status to a point, like, where you are, you know, bonded, um, and... So this one, like, you would walk up to a town, and you would hit square, and you would go on private actions, and everyone in your party would go around the town, and you can just go and, and go and talk to to them and just hang out with them, kind of also like Persona in a way. Um, mm-hmm. And I just really, really love that. And there are things that happen in the private actions that, if you don't do them, you'll miss out on some cool, neat things. Like, speaking of, uh, I believe it's Ashton and Claude, there's one where, like you can go on a date with Ashton and like sit down and go drink tea in a town. Um, and it's just, you don't get those smaller moments mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things unless you do private actions, which is really, really cool. Yeah. And those, by doing those private actions, it also helps unlock and expand on the endings that we were talking Absolutely. about earlier. Yeah. Cause it builds those relationships. Well, which will then lead to different endings and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, also there's some <laughs> items you can only get in private actions. Um, uh, one that we'll talk about in a little bit. But, like, yeah, there's, there's cool things if you want to really delve in to the game. We aren't the only ones that really love this game, so we are going around the web. First off, we're going to start with the Bitman from Reddit. They say, My favorite part of Star Ocean's second story is the variation in plot depending on which character you pick. You play as Claude and notice that the girl keeps disappearing with this other guy who's very scary and an obvious love interest for her. Then, if you start a new game as her, you see the other side, where she left the room but where she left the room, she basically calls the guy her brother, but no mention of the scenes is made in Claude's version of the game. Not a lot of games do this. And this is perfect example <coughs> of what we were talking about earlier, how to really get the full experience of this game, you want to play through both times. And to get these different perspectives on the same situation and what's really going on, it does help a lot. Yeah. And I know you're probably thinking, like, oh, this is a big, long RPG. Like, playing a second time over again is probably pretty daunting. And usually I would agree with you, but the game is so fun to play that you kind of want to. Like, it's, it's almost like yeah. the game's over. You immediately want to jump back in and see the other side of things. And it's... I think this game does a really great job in incentivizing multiple playthroughs mm-hmm. with having the two different storylines, with having the missable characters, with having the varying, all the tons of different endings you can do. There's so many reasons to replay it yeah. that it's worth it. For sure. And you should do it. Uh, Mato87 from Reddit says, uh, This game is probably one of my favorite JRPGs. I loved everything about it. The art style, the combat system, the crafting and equipment system, pickpocketing... I remember the sometimes tedious task of saving my game before trying to pickpocket a specific item, then reloading over and over until I could get it. 
The story itself was also amazing. Both Claude and Reyna had compelling stories, and each other that joined the party was unique in their own way. I thought it was also really interesting how you could only recruit some characters if you choose not to recruit, uh, recruit others. Overall, it was amazing, and I wish they would go back and do another Star Ocean game in this style. I like Star Ocean 3, but the vibe of the game seemed to change a bit after the Square and Enix merged. I'm hoping at the least they add SO Star Ocean 2 to Switch like they did with First Departure R. Yeah. yeah. I, I they, uh... <laughs> hope that last sentiment is true. Like, I need it so bad. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me why they wouldn't. Yeah. And, and like, uh, Mato87 is saying here, uh, that was something, like, when I played Star Ocean 3, I was super excited. And still, like, it didn't hold a candle in my eyes to 2. It was weird. It was the first one in PlayStation t uh, 2, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing them in, like, a different graphical style and not sprites was odd. It's... Yeah, the, the charm that uh, Star Ocean 2 has is... has left its brand on me, for sure. Like, it's hard to see these 3D versions mm -hmm. of Star Oceans. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, and perhaps it was because Star Ocean 3 takes place so much later, like, after Star Ocean 2 yeah. and mm -hmm. Star Ocean 1, that it doesn't help it. Like, I really enjoyed Star Ocean 3, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I wish they would have kept it more in line with like you were saying with star ocean 2 style with star ocean 1's the original style and kept it a bit closer um i know for the longest time before it came out because fate from three had blue hair that i was like oh is it claude and reina's kid uh -huh. is like is that the connection and then like no nah, no nah, not at all <laughs> not at all mm -hmm. but um <coughs> For those, I know we didn't mention it earlier, but Star Ocean 2 actually takes place about 20 years after the end of the first game. Oh, yes. Um, mm -hmm. So, I know we mentioned a bit how Claude is the son of the hero from the first game, but one of the heroes from the first game, but yeah. that's roughly the, the timeline between the two games. So Yeah, and it's super interesting playing First Departure R uh, last year and not really knowing that story that much and, like... Mm -hmm kind of freaking out that yeah that's claude's dad that's playing it was, yeah. it was weird it, and you can play as his mom too oh yeah yeah you're both in yeah, here it was awesome next up we have yn69 from reddit they say accidentally making the final boss super hard so that i could see the endless dungeon also when my friend booted celine from our party after the cross caves lol oh boy yeah this game has crazy amounts of like post-game content yeah. and like super bosses uh like gabriel uh it's like gabriel celesti or something and the ethereal queen or eternal queen is like staples of the star ocean series mm -hmm. um but there are did you ever invest tons of time or much time into like they said the endless dungeon or any of the super bosses uh i did not it was it was very much like i got to the end and really wanted to like jump back in and get different party members i was very much like i just want to see as many characters yeah. as possible um i think i attempted it once or once or twice but i was mm -hmm. so daunting because i grinding is something i didn't do until much later so i wasn't like uh leveled up and super powerful enough to take on mm -hmm. these people um 
just you saying the name Gabriel brought back some memories, though, of being, like, super, <laughs> super angry and frustrated because I, like, he would take out all my powerful party members and then mm-hmm. good old Leon, the little boy mage, I'd have to rely on him and it didn't always go so well. Aw, you gotta believe, you gotta believe in power of friendship, <laughs> man, that's, that's RPG, Japanese RPGs 101. Also, like, why would your friend boot Celine? Oh. Uh, I don't know, but I, in response to their post on Reddit, I did ask, so were, were you still friends afterwards? Yeah. To which he, they confirmed, yes, they were still friends. Okay. That's good. And I told him, you're a better person than I am because I don't know if I would have been. Yeah, that is, uh, that's a, that's a choice for sure. That's a, that's a doozy. Yeah. Playing hard mode with that one. <laughs> Uh, hardball yeah um next up we have at game J- game dad jf on twitter uh favorite part is ashton just everything about him the dude is a secret character you get him and he has two dragons stuck to him and he can't get that he oh he, that he can't get rid of that he talks to so he's so unlucky that the devs game gave him a luck stat of 18 and it doesn't grow and he loves barrels what <laughs> it is it is definitely a game like if you go back and and play it and you notice the writing it's definitely a game from the 90s but that oh, yeah. without a doubt and like yeah he loves barrels that's just like a quirky ass <laughs> yeah uh and then his dragons that he has strapped to his back gyro uh and Ururun yeah. or something mm-hmm. uh so crazy yeah. man yeah, these the characters in this game are just like thinking back and remembering them now. Just like the whole luck stat and how unlucky Ashton is, yeah. just with everything. It just is so fun and self-aware in some regards yeah. that it kills me sometimes. It kills me. <laughs> Do you? Here's a question. It probably will never Shoot. happen. Will we ever get a Star Ocean remake on the same caliber of Final Fantasy? Is it that big enough of a franchise for them to go back and do it? Because I would love a remake of this game. Hmm. Like a 7 remake? Yeah. Size of a... Hmm. I... Because you don't really have to change up the battle system too much. It's still actually right. an RPG. I could see it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they... I don't think... Square Enix or what's remaining of Triace would invest as much. I don't think they would expand it as much yeah. as Square has with the Final Fantasy VII remake. I think they might just use the same engine as the last one, Faithlessness and Integrity or whatever mm-hmm. crazy title it is, um, and kind of redo it that way. I don't think they would go as deep or as far in a remake. The only reason I asked for Star Ocean one or two because I want to see what Ashton would be in this fully realized world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just well, they have that Star Ocean mobile game, oh, right? That has all the characters. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think all the like Ashton and all them are. It's like Star Ocean and Ambrigia or oh, okay. Amnesis, Animesis. What are those JRPG words? Yeah, it's those pronouns. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to check out Final or uh, RPG University PAX panel where we talk about absurd Japanese pronouns. Absolutely. Um, 
But yeah, they like recreate characters and everything in 3D. And I'm checking right now if Ashton was one of them. I think he is. That's awesome. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, he is indeed. Uh, I will send you an image. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm just trying to see... Oh, God. These anime is all hell. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, just to see how they would play like in a remix style of him, of the dragons talking to him. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be cool. It would be neat. Uh... I would love to see it. I don't know if we will see it, and I don't necessarily trust them to make it as memorable after Faithlessness. Yes, totally. Faithlessness. Totally fair. Um, and the last one from Around the Reb, we have at Drantis82 on Twitter. One of my favorite RPGs ever. Just spending hours and hours grinding levels so I could put points into skills and then craft all kinds of crazy powerful items. Also, those first few moments after arriving on Energy Nede and processing what just happened to Expel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We won't go into it just because it is a huge spoiler and shit gets serious, but yeah, that left me dumbstruck for a good little while. Yeah. And like, I- I'm with you, Drantis82. Uh, putting the points into skills and having that boost your stats is super cool. And again, yeah, just crafting and, and trying to see what kind of powerful stuff you come up with is is pretty awesome because even like before i got the strategy guide i had no idea what i was doing like i had no idea what items got what like it was very much trial and error yep it's one of this was back in the day when like the internet wasn't a big thing so you like had to take your own notes or buy the strategy guide. yes like those were your options because uh for you youngins out there you would have to like take over the phone line no one could call if you went on the internet yeah it was a rough time i the modem sounds yeah. still haunt my dreams oh yeah <laughs> i like uh that haunts my dreams and also the aol instant messenger sign on yeah mm-hmm. also a good and just having <laughs> stacks of like 500 free hours next yep. to my computer desk floppy disks oh man. or save icons excuse yeah. me <laughs> save icons yeah just your desk would be full of save icons but but yes thank you to everyone that shared your memories and favorite moments with us if you want i will be sure in the show notes include links to the various subreddits that you can add your own memories to and we would love to hear them so thank you once again one and all now perhaps you're wondering man this sounds like a really good game where can I get it? Well, you're in luck, kind of. Uh, well, actually, not really. This is this is a harder game to uh, find and play. First off, at least in North America, there are no digital ways to get this. <coughs> Excuse me, even on like PSP or Vita, mm-hmm. this wasn't released digitally. So sorry, yeah. but for the so it's physical only for the PlayStation One version. excuse me if you want to get it brand new that'll look you between 100 and 120 dollars and use you're looking at between 25 and 35 dollars depending on the condition and what's all included whether it's just the manual disc etc for psp the new copy is significantly cheaper at and will run you between like 50 and 55 dollars if you can find it and they use between 23 and 4, like between 20 and 40, depending on condition. These 
prices were all pulled this morning from pricecharting.com. So that's where you can find it. And like I said, you can't get it digitally. And and honestly, like if you were if you have a PlayStation <laughs> one and a PSP, I would heavily lean towards to getting the PSP version. Um because it is enhanced, because it, the voice acting is pretty pretty fun. Um, so if you were thinking between the two, and it's like it's cheaper, so like you can go that route yeah. if you have a PSP. Oh yeah, and the PlayStation we didn't touch on this earlier. The PlayStation one has uh, '90s anime voice acting, so yeah. it's it's that quality which can be incredibly grating on the ears, mm-hmm. but. Especially with like hearing the characters like grunt and stuff in battle. Oh yeah, lots of battle grunts. <laughs> lots of battle grunts. Now let's say you've managed to snag yourself a copy and you're wondering, man, this is such a daunting game. I, I could use some help. Well, we are here to help you with some tips and tricks for new players. Kyle, what advice would you give? Uh, yeah, so this is probably going to sound like, you know, this is a show all about RPGs. So this sounds kind of like... Uh, requ- like a requirement for any RPG, but stock up on Blackberries. Um, Blackberries are your ethers of the Final Fantasy world. They they uh, give you more MP, magical points. Um, and there were just several times when I play where I'm in a dungeon and I just run out of the ability to use magic, and if I have a magic-heavy team, I'm screwed. Because um, those dungeons can be kind of daunting, um, especially because I feel... In my head, when I when I played it, it was very much like the random encounters were, were very frequent. Um, so yeah, make sure you stock up on blackberries uh, to to uh, make sure you don't run out of the uh, the magical points for magic stuff because magic's a huge part for a lot of the characters. Uh, did you want to go through all yours? Yeah, sorry, I was uh, I felt the oh, cough no coming on. Um, oh no worries. Uh, my my other one would be um, so like uh, one of the our the people that wrote in uh, mentioned pickpocketing, um, and if you have the time and patience, uh, I would highly suggest grinding um, to to boost up your uh, your poker face skill and your courage skill um, to unlock pick pickpocketing before the port of click, um, just because there is somebody in there. Uh, her name is Aphilia, I believe. She's a prophet who is, uh, during a private action, is like talking about these um, catastrophes that are happening, and she is trying to foresee that something is going to happen to Click. And if you um, have pickpocketing and you grind it enough to, to earn 40000 uh full to buy the Bandit's Glove, she has a item or accessory called Mischief, which, if you're just running around the world and, and walking and just doing normal things, um, it just gives you items just for walking. It, it, <laughs> it is, it, it's kind of cheating in a way, but like if you put in the work, it is so much. It, it's super helpful because it'll give you some like rare uh, minerals to use for crafting um, and, and um, you know other like high powered items that if you don't want to use, you can sell for lots of money and then not really have to worry about that, which is great. Um, also, the fact that you can uh, Claude and Rena both uh, pretty much, I don't know if it's all the characters, maybe just Claude and Rena, but um, they can uh, have uh, ingrained talents when you start the game. 
And so, like, making sure when you start the game, checking to see if either Claude or Rana have the the uh, dexterity talent, which will make pickpocketing so easy. Um, and Claude has a 50% chance of getting it. And Rana is higher at 70. So definitely making sure those are... Uh, either one of them have that talent will help with pickpocketing so easy because I don't know about you, Scott, but the moment I learned pickpocketing, I pickpocketed everybody in every single town. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You got it to. It just becomes ingrained into what you're yeah. doing. Um, and then the other two are, I kind of mentioned before is uh, make sure you want the party member uh, in your team because uh, it will lock you out of some other ones that might be a better fit for you fighting-wise. Um, and then just don't miss out on a private action ever. Always do those when the time comes up. Yeah, and those usually are in every town you visit. So take a look out for those. For my advice is invest the time into learning skills and crafting items. This can be a great way to get the best gear or just make a lot of money. It's really worth your time to do so. And the reward, the rewards you get versus the time you put into it you'll it's like a hundred times over like you'll your reward will be great uh so definitely give it a good bit of time and like like kyle said it's relaxing it's kind of fun to just grind and see what good stuff you'll get and see if it's better and yeah it's worth it it's worth worth it do it sometimes rpgs just have things that are worthless to to do and this is definitely something that is uh, you want to spend a lot of time with because it'll make your life so much easier. Yes. We are on to perhaps one of my favorite parts of each episode the monster or enemy of the week. And this week, Kyle, what enemy did you choose? So, uh, one of my favorite things about this game is the enemy design is kind of, it's very weird. And um, uh, the thing that pops into my head is uh, the Vorpal Bunny. Um, It basically looks like a giant fluffy Easter Bunny, but with sharp teeth. Yeah, these are kind of like the mascot monsters Mm -hmm. of Star Ocean. It's like the Chocobo, Moogle, or Slime from other series. The Vorpal Bunny, just like the bunny enemy, that is this. It's the Star Ocean mascot monster. Yeah, for sure. And with the Vorpal Bunny, you will encounter them in the Salva Mines. They'll have 120 health. They'll get you 16 experience. They'll get you 25 full, which is this game's currency. They're not really strong against any elements, but they are weak against the wind element, and they have a 6% chance to drop the rabbit risotto. Which is just awesome. <laughs> also, they <laughs> jump a lot, so like you have to time it correctly, especially with yeah. Claude, and try to hit him with melee. Um, they're not like super powerful, but like it is it always just fun to see them uh, mm-hmm. hop in, because it's not just like one, there's like many on the battlefield, and they're just hopping around, just trying to eat you. It's it's kind of cool. Living their Vorpal Bunny Absolutely. lives. Their best also, lives. Also, shout out to just all the enemy names. It's very D&D inspired. Mm-hmm. They just straight up take like, D&D yeah. character or enemies and just use their names. 90s were a different time. They didn't... D&D wasn't a, like, a huge thing. It wasn't mainstream back then. It was still 
it was starting to garner more popularity, but it was still very much. Yeah, like this game has super like, nerd status. Uh, mm hmm. Oh, God. Uh, blanking on another, like, classic D&D enemy, but, like, <coughs> yeah, going through the bestiary when I was trying to come up with an enemy, mm -hmm. uh, I was like, oh, man, this is straight up just like the D&D guidebook <laughs> <of> enemies. <laughs> Well, that is going to do it for this episode all on Star Ocean, the second story slash second evolution. Kyle, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, Scott, for having me. Uh, this is this was an absolute pleasure to get to talk about what I, what I feel is one of the most underrated and underappreciated RPGs that have ever come out. So I, I thank you for the opportunity. No, it. Uh, I love your stuff on Twitter, and we've passed, we've chatted briefly in passing, and I've wanted to get you on and talk to you more and do stuff with Absolutely. you. So this is, it's been a pleasure for me and an honor to have you on. And I'd, what can, where can people find you? What do you got cooking? Uh, plug oh, away. Man. Get, strap in folks. There's a lot. Uh, who that ninja 73 on Twitter. And, uh, that is where I mostly seen on the internet. Um, my show all about the best friends of the kind of funny community, uh, is best friends talk funny at BFS talk funny. I have a, best friend on every episode and we just talk about what they're into it's just kind of like showcasing why the community is so awesome um i have uh the very uh, one and only alex o'neill of irrational passions on um so go listen to that episode and scott i gotta have you on at some point as well yeah um if you like playstation uh ps trophy room uh on twitter uh every week uh me and one of my uh best friends mr bad bit uh we just talk about the latest and greatest in playstation um and come join us on the year that PS5 is being released. Uh, it's going to be super exciting. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yes, that's true. Hopefully. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, and then if you're ever in the New York area after this whole pandemic, um, check out kindonyc.com for future uh, community meetups that I help run, as well as our two other podcasts, uh, Platform Agnostic, where it's just four best friends getting together and just talking about what they're playing. And... Um, and then Dollar Slice, which is our community uh, show, uh, where we just hang out and, and chat and, and enjoy each other's company. You host and do a lot I, of I stuff, lot. sir. Way too much, some might say, but you know what? <laughs> I enjoy it, so like, why not do it? Exactly. Especially now we have the time on our hands, absolutely. and it's, it's a bright part of your day, yes, you know? absolutely. Talking about fun stuff like games. And, and yes, definitely give him a follow Give Kyle a follow. Check out all of his stuff. He does great podcasts. The Kind of Funny community is fantastic. Um, all the stuff with Kind of NYC and Best Friends Talk Funny. They have some great, great episodes along with the Trophy Hunter Room and <clears throat> Platform Agnostic. It's all fantastic content, so be sure you give them a follow and a rating and everything. And for me, you can find me on Twitter at SolidSnake120 and you can find RPG University on all major podcast services. And thank you to those who have been listening until the end. You've returned light to the crystals and unlocked a new job class. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service as each rating and review you leave will cause a leaf on the mana tree to bloom and help restore balance to save the world. Plus, I would just really, really appreciate it. If you have an RPG that you would like to talk about or have us talk about, tweet Ash 
at irrational underscore pod with the hashtag RPGU with what game you would like to see us talk about. And until next time, everybody, have a good one. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Class dismissed.